Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. here then i'm gonna jump into this message you might be what is the matrix all about why is he playing that it's not even our at the movie series right now and uh, here's the deal last week was my first week back i've been away for a few weeks if you go back and listen to last week's message uh you'll hear about why i was away and and a little about tide pools um but what i want to say is this uh one, you can bring this down just a little bit um it is today um i have this new message that i want to share but before i do for those of you that weren't here last week week. Um, I was on medical leave and long story short, I had a cyst on my backside and my body was literally just shutting down. And so uh, there's, there is still a chance within the next four months that I have to go back under the knife. Woohoo! Um, I'm praying that I don't. But if that happens and I'm gone again for a few weeks, that's why. And so we'll keep you up to date as much as I can. But uh, can I just ask you one, uh, just to keep me in your prayers because uh, that was like one of the suckiest things I've ever gone through. And I really don't want to go through that again. And uh, uh, so with that, and then the other two things, did, did you pray for those? Like, I don't, I, I was, okay, so two things um, that I want to pray, and I want us to pray as a church this morning. So I don't know if you know this, but right now, like literally about 11 o'clock right now, Revive Church, who we help plant, they are getting ready to have their second service right now. They just had their first this morning at 9.30, and now they're having their next one here at 11. And so I want to pray for them. We're going to pray for Pastor Bob and Christy and their family. Uh, that's where some of my family's at today, helping them get started. Some of you even reached out and said, can we send people? Yes. And then here's the second thing. Uh, how many know Pastor David and Britannica from Chicago that we planted? Are you familiar with who that is? Um, Britannica had a uh, basically uh, a giant, you know, call whatever you want. It looked like a grapefruit that they took out of her abdomen. And they were told at first that it was benign. And later they were told um, that it is stage one cancer. And we need to be their family. I know we don't think about them every day. We don't think about them, but we've, we've helped them. We still financially back them. We, and we just need to pray for her. She was awaiting to hear back from the doctors last week, and uh, the doctors had other urgent things they said that they had to deal with. And so I know what that's like being in limbo waiting for news, and I know some of you have been in that place before, and it's not fun. And so would you just do this with me? Can we just lift up both of the, those situations? I know they're two very opposite situations. But just let's pray together for them this morning. If you're online watching with us right now, to join us as, as we pray for them. Put something in the comments that just says you're watching today so that we know you're praying with us as well. And just do a shout out to Revive Church for us and a shout out to Britannica and David Wombelsdorf. God, we lift up both of these churches to you. The Grid in Chicago. God, you've been doing amazing things the last couple of years there since they have planted God, it's so impressive to see David's leadership, his team, what he has done there. And I just pray that you would honor him. And God, I pray that through what Britannica is going through, you would heal her body. God, you are the healer. You are the one that can restore. You can do the miracles when no one else can. And so this morning, we pray for her. We ask that you do that in the name of Jesus. I pray that we hear a great report. Lord, I'm connecting with David tomorrow, Lord, tomorrow afternoon. And when he calls, I pray for great news. I pray to hear, Father, that what they're walking through is all good. And they find a clean bill of health, Lord God. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Father, and the other news, Lord, that's so exciting. 
Pastor Bob, who's been just waiting and ready to go to launch this church, revive today, Lord, to be another life-giving church in this area. As they have planted this morning in Forest Lake, God, I pray this morning for those that have accepted Christ. I pray for those whose hearts are getting ready to receive, that you be with them, you bless all they put their hands to, God, and we're just grateful we get to be a part of both of these couple stories, Lord. And so just bless us, bless our church because of that, and be with them today as we just honor and glorify you through all of that. And we all said together, Amen. Amen. It's, I just tell you, man, I know we have gone through just a crazy wild year, but if you cannot see God moving in the midst of it, then I pray that you do, because He is still moving, He is still working, and even when you think He's not active, He still is. Amen? Alright, so let's, let's get started this morning, okay? Alright, so here you are, you're Neil, you're sitting down, you're getting ready, you're in the Matrix, and if you haven't seen the movie, he basically stumbles across something, he's this great computer program, and he finds out that his eyes can be open to the truth, and, and he's got a choice to make. Either he takes one pill, you know, uh, the red pill, which one did he take? I forget. He took the red, okay, or the blue pill and the story stops all right so so you have essentially what we'll call the blue pill heather and the red pill chris that's my wife my wife is not a risk taker likes her ducks in a row likes everything organized where i'm like let's just go for it let's do something crazy and so, so just out a round of applause this morning let's have a little fun here and then we're going to dive in okay let's just have a little bit of fun Alright, how many of you, by applause, the blue pill, remember, the story stops, you don't take the risk, you don't find out what the matrix is, and you don't talk to that crazy guy in the glasses, alright? Okay, how many of you would take the blue pill by round of applause? Alright, alright. So you're with my wife, alright? None of you will ever go skydiving with me, we know who you are. Okay, how many of you would take the red pill and go for it? By round of applause, by round of applause. How many of you prefer a Samsung or Android? iPhone! Alright, here you go. Here you go. How many of you... Alright, so, so here we go. The two are going to be Taco Bell or Taco John's. How many for Taco John's? Taco Bell. By the way, you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. Okay? You have to make it with the, you, you have to play along, alright? Alright. Cats or dogs? Cats. Dogs. For those of you that clap cats, the door's right there. Alright. How many uh, would rather go on vacation to the oceans or mountain? Mountain. Ocean. Alright, how many of you, bachelor degree or trade school? Trade school. <laughs> Bachelors. Alright, alright. How many would rather have a really dry mouth or really bad gas? Dry mouth. <laughs> bad gas. For the rest of your life. <laughs> Think about that. Dry mouth. Bad gas. You guys hate the dry mouth. Hate the dry mouth. Alright, would you rather pee when you laugh or fly when you fart? Pee when you laugh. <laughs> fly when you fart. Come on. Alright, alright. Okay. So, who, who's like literally picturing themselves right now just like floating above us all? I, I, when I think about it, I'm picturing myself like in a Superman cape though. You know what I'm just saying? 
1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31 says this. So whether you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the, to the what? To the, to the glory of God. Do it all to the glory of God. Whatever you do, whatever decision you make, whether you take the red pill, whether you take the blue pill, whether you like the ocean, whether you like vacation in the mountains, whether you like Taco Bell, it doesn't matter. What God is saying is every time we want to bring Him the glory for all the choices we make. And we're in the second part of this series called Uncanceled. And I'll tell you what, man, I'm ready to uncancel some things in 2021, alright? Amen? Amen? Okay? Alright, so today we're going to talk about uncanceling the choices. And sometimes those choices, they might be internal choices, they might be external choices. And just out of curiosity, how many have ever had to make a choice about something? <laughs> Who hasn't? If you raised your hand, you just made a choice to answer that or not. I'm just saying. So, everybody has, alright? You know, it reminds me of this couple that they get married and, and they're, they're, they're just a fantastic couple. And somebody asks them, like, what's the secret to your marriage? And well, prior to marriage, they decided he, the guy, would make all the major decisions and she would make all the minor ones. Catch this. Okay, so after 20 years of marriage... He was asked if it was working. He goes, it's great. In 20 years, I've never once had to make a major decision. (laughs) You'll get there if you need to get there. All right, so. See, she determines which decisions are major and minor if you're not there. There you go. All right. And all the husbands said, amen. Amen. The, The smart ones. Okay. I just have a couple points I want to share, and I want to unpack some things scripturally this morning as we kind of go on a ride through this matrix of what I call uncanceling the choices that you and I get to make and what that looks like. Any choice we make affects and impacts ourselves and those around us. And so let's look at what that is and how God really puts that together and forms that for you and for me. Just out of curiosity, a round of applause. Um, How many of you in the last couple years or in the next few months or years, so like two years before, two years coming, know you have either had to make some pretty big decisions or will have to make some big decisions? Just by round of applause. How many? Like that's almost all of us, okay? So we make choices all along. So let me just give you just real basic a few points this morning. Number one, here you go. Honor God with your choices. Well, Pastor Chris, that's so simple. I can do that all day long. Then why don't you? Why don't we? Because we're sinful. We, we like to do our own junk all the time. Okay? But I would say this is actually fairly easy. I think sometimes we don't because we're, we're selfish. I know I am from time to time. You know, I know I want the things that I want. And, and I know like when Heather and I are trying to figure out where we go on a date, how do I like manipulate her to still pick but I don't say anything, you know? Any guys have that figured out? If you do, let me know after church. But, but it reminds me of how sometimes making choices in the church world gets really weird. You know, I'm a spirit-filled believer. I've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. You know, while you're one of those crazy guys that has a prayer language, yes I am. And, and, and here's the deal. I think sometimes when we follow the Holy Spirit, it starts making people look weird and, and all of this. And so, I, I've even heard some people that say, well, I need to pray if i got to go to the bathroom. I'm sorry, but if you're like bladders full and your teeth are floating, go. Like, like go to the bathroom and go, but go. Okay? Just go. Take care of it. Alright? Or, or I realize you all made a very important decision this morning. Every single one of you is wearing clothes. <laughs> you all made a decision to clothe yourself before coming to church. What, did you pray about it first? You're like, dear God, do I want to be, and I said this in our pre-service prayer, do I want to dance like David in the fields or do I want to show up, you know, cultural norm? Well, we're going against culture, right? <laughs> well, maybe there's some things that are okay, you know. 
Clothes are one of them. You know, or this. How many of you, when the light is red, you pray about whether to go or not? Some of you don't put your hands down, all right? <laughs> okay? Some things are just common sense. Okay? And I'm going to give you a big secret to the last year. Common sense is not that common. Amen. <laughs> Let me read a story here. And, and it's one of my favorite stories of the Bible because I look at this... And it's about King Solomon. And King Solomon is known to be the most wise person, biblically, that had ever walked the face of the earth. More than any of us, anybody who's ever lived. And, and Heather and I joke, she was reading through her devotions a long time ago. She came across this scripture, and it's, it is said, in Proverbs, King Solomon writes, he says, Where a tree falls, there it shall lie. Yeah, so like, like we're like that's the most wise thing we've ever said. He's ever said, and and so this story that I want to read this morning, I look at this and I kind of picture the same thing. So I think there's some other deeper things going on. Here it is in First Kings chapter three. A sword was brought, and Solomon ordered, "Cut the baby in half." What? That way, that way, just just hold on, it gets better. That way, each of you can have part of him. Please don't kill my son! The baby's mother screamed. Your majesty, I love him so much, so very much, but give him to her. Just don't kill him! The other woman shouted, Go ahead, cut him in half. Then then neither of us will have the baby. Solomon said, Don't kill the baby. Then he pointed to the first woman. She is his real mother. Give the baby to her. Everyone in Israel was amazed when they heard how Solomon had made his decision. They realized that God had given him wisdom to judge fairly. Now let's ask a real question here in this situation. You've got two parents. Here's what's showing up. They're both claiming that it's their kid. We don't know the backstory. We don't have a lot of information what's happened or what's happening. But can we just be real for a second? If you're in King Solomon's position, wouldn't you just automatically assume if one was saying, don't lay a hand on that child, that that's the person's mom? I, I, think, I think the majority of us would do that. And I think what happens here is we have to look at the fact of why and what is it that gave Solomon this amount of wisdom. He had a choice to make. He had a decision to make. How many know when you're in a form of leadership or you lead a business or you lead a volunteer group of people that no matter what decision you make, you're not going to make everybody happy? Right? Okay, some of you are in school. Some of you, you have kids or you're married or you have any relationships at all. <laughs> okay? can't make everybody happen. It doesn't work that. So now, can we ask this, as we go, what was happening before this? Well, obviously King Solomon had a relationship with God. And he knew something about this family prior to this. And here's why we know this. You ready for it? We're going to go deep just for a moment. What did he have with him before he made the decision? He had the sword, didn't he? Why did he already have the sword? My belief, and other biblical scholars, is the fact that he already had the sword in his possession is he already knew who the real mother was and who the fake one was as well. And so he set it up basically to debunk her publicly and to go, hey, this is what's going to happen. He was never going to cut a baby in half. He wouldn't do that. What was he doing with his decision though? Point one, he was honoring God. might be real simple, but it's really important. Any decision you make, honor God with it. Honor God with your choices. Everybody say number two. Everybody say number two. God is, ready for this? God is still present when we make the wrong choices. Okay? He's still, how many have ever made a wrong choice? 
99% of you have and 1% of you lie. Okay? So here's the deal. For me, I, 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 I have a list of things. And I was like, how, how much of Christmas crap do I want to share this morning? Not a lot, honestly. So here, here's, here's just one of them. And this is because I became a veteran in the child rearing of babies. We have five kids, for those of you that don't know Heather and I. So we had JC, my oldest, my only daughter. And then we had Isaac, my, my next son. He's over at Revive Church today. And then we had my third child. I won't pick on him, but he's here in the front row. And, and so here's the deal. I, I told my kids if I use them in a sermon illustration, I've got to give them five bucks, though, so just remind me, I owe you later. And so here's the deal. Here's the deal. I remember Heather, she's, you know, ready to give birth, and we go to Mercy. And I don't know, man, if you've been to Mercy after your second child, you got the system down. You just got it down. You have it figured out, right, Jake and Liddy? You got it down, all right? You don't know Jake and Liddy. They have 18 kids. And so we... We get there, those that are watching are like, we don't even know who that is, man. So Jake and Lady, we just wave. Love you guys. All right. And so, so here's the deal. We're in mercy. It's our third child. And, and I know the system. And, and we go in this room. We have our own room, thank God. And they have like this old granny rocker. And I'm like, that is not going to work for this guy. No. And Heather, for whatever reason, waits till at night to go in to have her pregnancies. I, it's, I don't know why she does that. You know, it's on, that's on her. And so we get there late at night. And I'm exhausted. I'm going, you know how hard it is to put up with a pregnant lady? And I'm just like, man, this is, this is so tough. You know? So I, I had like Taco Bell in a cooler, you know, that I was put in the bathroom and I, she could smell it. And, and so I look at this recliner and I get the nurse and I said, um, miss, that's not going to do. And I said, you know the one that's like the pink with the round back that folds out into a long bed and then you have the, those sheets, but the sheets that you keep in that like warmer thing, I don't know, like incubator, I don't know what it is, you know? And I said, that's what I would like. And so they bring it and Heather's over hoo hoo he and you know, she's fine. And, and so I'm... <laughs> kid. It's her third kid. She's done this before. And so, so I get in there and, and I lay down and it's just so nice and warm. Well, she decides you know, to do an epidural thing, which was kind of new to us. And I had read about it, though, so I knew exactly how the epidural worked. I, I, I had it figured out because every doctor told me, they said, hey, it takes away the pain. She will only feel the pressure. So I'm like, cool, cool. And so, they, you know, they give the epidural. And I don't know if you've ever watched an epidural. Don't ever watch one, okay? They use, like, the needle looks like the size of those McDonald's straws, all right? Like, you know McDonald's straws are bigger for some reason? I don't know why. That's what they use. And so I'm, I'm about to pass away. Anyway, she gets it, and so I'm like, I'm golden. And so Heather, I mean, she's, you know, she's taking care of her and, and me. And, and she goes, honey, would you like to watch something on TV? And it's like, what was it, like 10.30 at night? It was really late. And I said, sure. You know, I'll watch something while I fall asleep. And she turns on one of the best movies of all times that, that she still gets me on, and it was number two. Okay, Mighty Ducks number two, man, great movie. And so she turns it on, and I'm watching. And I love the Mighty Ducks trilogy, and then I'm just fall asleep to it. And and later I hear like doctors and nurses go, "It's time to push." And I'm like, "Oh, all right." Like I get up, go over, you know. Basically, she shoots Levi across the room. I catch it. It's great. And and. <laughs> I mean, after your third, it's all good. And so I, I, we're sitting there, and I'm like, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I, I realized that she didn't need me during those couple hours of labor. I got a nice nap. Levi was delivered. Tucked him in. Gave him a little kiss. Wiped off all the cottage cheese stuff off his body, and I went back to bed. So, But now, 15 and a half years later, I hear that that was probably not the right choice. Daily. So... 
I'm just saying, even though my wife is maybe offended that I made that choice, God still loves me. <laughs> He's okay with it, even if she's not. <laughs> sorry, Levi. Sorry I missed the labor pains. Do you remember them? Oh, no. All right. So we're in that together. All right, good. I'll you five bucks. Might become ten here eventually. God is still present, though, when we make the wrong choice. And I made plenty of real wrong choices in my life. I wish I could go back and, like, delete high school and, and much of high school and much of my middle school years. Uh, we can't do that. We have to learn from it. But here's something I want to give you this morning. God does not know how to be absent. Why don't you think about that for a moment? God does not know how to be absent. He can't. You can't make a decision that pushes him away at all. You cannot do it at all. And, and there's some weird misconceptions in the church that I hear from, I, I call them super church people, where, well, everything's the will of God. I don't know that I agree with that. Because I don't, I don't know that God's will was for Heather and I, our first child, to have a miscarriage. I, I, don't, I don't believe that. I think we use that as an excuse as Christ followers when we don't know exactly what to say. But I believe God is not absent in that. And I will defend Him with my life. And then we talk about, well, good is the enemy of great. How many have ever heard that in the church context? Will you throw that away, please? It's not biblical. It's not. And here's why. You see, what God does, God is a redeemer of all things. And so when you take a choice to make a decision, and you're honoring Him, or you're trying to honor Him, or even if you make it, and it's a total wrong decision, and you take a step towards that, he doesn't ignore you. He doesn't go, oh, they're out of my will. I can't do anything. He, did, he took good, not best. No, you know what God does? He steps in. Every single time. Okay? Every single time. In fact, I would be willing to go to say when you take wrong steps, I think God might pursue you just a little bit more because He wants you that much more. Over and over. Well, then shouldn't we all take wrong steps? No, hear my heart. Hear what the Bible says. Okay? God, Paul doesn't say keep on sinning so that grace may abound. But I think people often avoid making decisions out of fear of making a mistake. Actually, the failure to make a decision is probably one of life's biggest mistakes. I know what the matrix is. Take the red one, man. Go for it. Proverbs 69. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. The misconception is this. God, I'm waiting for you to show me, Lord, what's the course? And God said to us, no, 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 no. The course, it's already in your hearts. I've already established your steps. Just start walking and I'll make sure you go right on the right path. Just take a step. I think so often, so many of you and me included, we're going, Lord, I'm waiting on you. And God's going, I've been waiting on you forever. I don't know, I don't know what you're doing. Like, I'm just waiting on you. Don't use God as your excuse for not taking that step. Don't use God as an excuse for not taking that step. Last one, number three. Everybody say number three. Everybody say number three. God doesn't use your intentions. He uses your choices. Okay? Let me explain that. Don't get me wrong. God sees your heart. He sees the intent of what's in your heart when no one else does. He knows your heart more than your spouse, more than your kids. I would say God even knows your heart more than you do. Okay? And so I would rather, though, make a choice and be wrong than not make a choice at all. 
I want to go after Him with everything. And so I can't just be like, well, my intent is to do this someday, you know? And, and I think at some time we just have to go, I have to take that risk of what God is calling me to do. Now I'm going to sidestep just for a moment, okay? I want you to stay with me about every single person here. We're going to do something that's totally stupid for a moment. Take out your phone. Okay? You're not even going to like this. I'm just warning you right now. You're not going to like this, okay? but I'm asking you to do this. Every person that's here, every person, every person, okay, just do this. If you don't have a phone, just steal your neighbors, all right? Uh, then just write in like permanent marker on the back wall. Um, please don't do that. I would rather have a volunteer or a staff person that's a part of our team make a choice and be wrong than not make one at all. Okay? We have to be willing to take risks. I'll tell you, I was so impressed with our staff while we were gone. We, we have some SBA loan stuff that we've dealt with in the last year. My wife really just jumped in and took care of that. Bethany and Derek had to make some Easter decisions. They just did it. you know. And was it what I would have done? I don't know. They don't even know, and I'm not going to tell them. I'm honoring the fact that they have taken risk, and they made a choice. They led. They went in. Don't be afraid of that. Do that. Jump in there. Okay? By the way, and here's the by the way, take your phone. I'm going to give you my church cell phone number. This is it. Type it in right now. 763-516-5995. Some of you have it. 763-516-5995. 763-516-5995. Here's the deal. 763-516-5995. Would you, and this is what I'm asking you to do. I'm going to get really real for a second. I'm going to jump back to the message. Make a choice to volunteer in your church. This is your church. This is not Pastor Chris's church. Okay? Be a part of this. Be a part of this. The coolest part is before COVID, sorry, I used the C word, before the stuff last year, back in February 2020, we had 80% of people doing 20% of the work in our church. That's flipped now in the last year because we, we got out of our systems. We got out of things. We have people that are more conscious than others. We, and we're all across the board on that. And we just want you to know we love you wherever you're at. But right now we have about 20% doing 80% of the work. And that's just not going to last long term. And so I'm imploring you right now. I'm begging you to step up. I have my phone on right now. So what I'm asking you to do is I want to hear from you. Don't, don't type anything yet. You're going to in a second. And if you're a guest visiting, just say, I'm visiting. You need to just receive still. Just say, receive. That's okay. There's no guilt. But I know some of you are so gifted, and you're so afraid to step up. We need you. We'll lead you. We'll, we'll empower you to do whatever it is that you're called to do. Okay? You hate kids. Don't be in the kids' ministry. Okay? You love kids. Go. I love holding babies. We want to have an infant nursery, a preschool, and a K-5. through We don't have the staff to do all three. In fact, I'm going to be hunting some of you down after service, so don't make a beeline for the door. All right? Here's the deal. The coolest part about our church, the coolest part about our church, is we actually have all the volunteers we need. The bad part is, some of them have not yet stepped up. Okay? So here's what I'm asking you to do right now. Text me, put your name, okay? And I want you to put what it is that you're willing to help with, okay? We, we try to do once a month, maybe twice a month. But what is it? Just Is it kids' ministry? Are you a closet guitar player? Okay? Because no offense, your pastor doesn't want to lead worship every Sunday. Are you, a, are, are you like a keyboard player, bass player, electric guitar player? Mark loves playing electric, but we should give him a Sunday off on occasion so he can receive. Are you a media tech nerd person that loves that stuff that when Derek and I touch it, we break it? Are you a... 
kids ministry person. That's where we need more people than ever because we want our kids and youth to know they are a focus, not an afterthought. Are you going, man, I wish I could come Wednesday and help Derek. Derek has like close to 50 kids on Wednesday night. Do you realize that? Okay? That takes a team. He's got a good team, but he can always utilize more people. Okay? But here's what I'm going to say with whatever. All right? You, you can start texting me. 763-516-5995. Okay? Just a little business we're taking care of. If you're a guest visiting with us, you can just say guest if you want. You don't even have to text me. There we go. Awesome. It's coming in. All right. I'm going to mute that. Okay, once you're done, and if you go, I'm not in a place right now, that's okay. Go ahead and just slide the phone away. But here's what I want to say. If you join us, you can make that choice to come and be a part of this team. Okay? I'm going to make you some promises, I guess. One, we're going to stretch you. Two, okay, we want you to be on mission with us. We don't want you to have to be a mission. Okay, there's a difference, all right? We want to do this together. We want to enjoy life together. I don't know about you, man, but you know what I miss more than anything in the last year? You know what we used to do once a month? We'd go to McDonald's for lunch as a church on occasion. We'd pack it. I miss that. Is, is McDonald's even open yet, the dining room? Not yet. Someday. We can go to Taco John's. It's like one of the only places, you know? Some of you like Taco Bell, though, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me finish with this. Thank you guys for texting me. The best example that I can think of of the third point here of God uses our choices, not our intentions, is my Savior. Here He is in the Garden of Gethsemane. Next week we celebrate Palm Sunday. Following we've got Good Friday, 6.30 here, two services for Easter Sunday. Here He is before He is crucified. And He's got a choice to make. Jesus in the Garden is asking His buddies... His closest three disciples, his closest friends, hey, stay awake. I'm just going to pray. He's praying to even blood coming out. And he says a prayer that even scholars to this day debate on over and over what his intent was. And the only thing I can say is God was manifest fully in Jesus, and Jesus was still fully human. So listen to his prayer that he says right here. Listen to this. He says this in Matthew chapter 26. Then Jesus said to them, My soul is really sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and he prayed, saying, Listen to what Jesus' words were here. Listen to his intent versus his actions. My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Again, for the second time, he says this, verse 42, He went away and prayed, My Father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. You're not familiar with the story. I wasn't. Everybody assumed I was. Here I was in high school. I didn't realize that Jesus had given up His life to save me. He took this cup. This cup was the cup of sanctification, of deliverance. Meaning He he was going to deliver me from my sin. That He was going to make me more like Christ. That He was going to redeem me. Bought me with the price. And that He was going to give all that praise back to God. That's what the cup meant. Here's what I want to ask you to do. If you are a Christ follower, you will notice in the envelope right by you, you'll see a communion cup. Will you go ahead and grab that right now with me? Just go ahead and grab that. Grab that right now. Just on peel back that, that first layer. Here's the deal. The Bible says anyone, anyone is open to receiving the Lord's Supper, communion, or whatever you want to call it. Except for those that don't yet believe. So if you haven't made a decision to believe yet, make that now. Make that now. 
let's pray together. We're going to take this, and I'm just going to close with a couple, couple action steps. Father, I thank You that You sent Your Son. Lord, with the intent and the action to give His life for us, and You have done that. We're so grateful, Jesus, that You have given Your life. This is His body, broken for You and for me. Will You do this? Will You take the wafer? Just take it in Your hand. If you haven't yet, just kind of snap it in half. Just snap it in half. Just symbolizing Jesus being broken for you and for me. Here's the deal. We'll take this together in just a moment. Everybody, we'll take this together and we'll take the cup together. What were Jesus' intents in that prayer? Here He is fully human. He's begging the Father, please, I don't want to. Please take this from me. So literally His prayer confused scholars across the world. I love it because here he is fully man. But then what does Jesus do? We know the story. We know how it ends. He willingly goes. You and I did not take the life of Christ. He willingly gave his life. So let's receive it this morning. This is his body for you and for me. In the same way, This is His blood poured out for you and me. The reddest of blood and the whitest of purity covers our sins before, today, and forever. God, we thank You for Your blood. Let's take together. And you'll see in front of you, unless you're in the front row or the back row, there's a little ring in your chair. You can just slide that in there. We'll collect those later just to be health conscious. Uh, If not, you can just set it underneath your chair. So what do we do? How do we put this into practice? You see, we get so concerned with our choices. Let me put this on the screen for you. We get so concerned with our choices, but God is more concerned with you. Amen? So what do we do? How do we make these choices? You know, we honor God with our choices. We realize that He's there, that He loves us. Even if we get it wrong, we realize that it's not just our intent, but our action that He uses. But where's our filter? How do we filter this? And these are things that I use. These are practical things I want to give you today as a tool. Three, three questions you can ask in helping you make a decision, make those choices, whether it's which college to go to. Maybe it's, do I live here? Do I live there? Do I marry this person? Do I marry that person? Whatever those choices are that you have. Maybe, do I stay at this job? Do I look for a new job? But whatever those might be, even if it's as simple as what kind of car do I buy? Here's a filter I use. First is this. Is the decision temporal or eternal? Okay, that's where I'll put my focus, is on eternal decisions. That's where I'll pray. I'll ask God. If it's temporal, don't worry about it. Okay? Ask Him. If He doesn't say anything, then I really believe what God is showing you is He doesn't care about the choice. He just cares about you. So make it. Second is this. Second and third one. We'll put them both up to the, together. What am I doing that I should not be doing? And what am I not doing that I should be doing? When we live with those questions as parameters, kind of picture it like this. I love football. I, I, I wish football was on every Sunday. Because I love more than football, hanging with my family and just chilling. But what do you have to kick to get three points in football? Through, through a what? Let's go through a what? What is it called? Uprights? Goalpost? Okay, so think of that goalpost for a moment. Use these questions. What do I need to stop doing 
that, are, that I am and what do I need to start doing that I'm not? Use those as your guide and then that foundation piece is this, is this temporal or is it eternal? Use that as just a word picture and a filter when we're making these choices. We need to uncancel the fact that we don't, can't make choices or we use 2020 as an excuse. Now's the time to say, God, what is it that you have for me? And walk that out. God will bless that. He says in Proverbs 3, He makes our path straight. He's not, we're, not, we're not waiting for Him. He's waiting for us to take that first step. So let's do this this morning. I want to pray for you. All right? Just with every eye closed this morning. Every head bowed. If this morning is the morning you know you need to make it right with Christ, whatever that is, whether it's your first time to ever say yes to Jesus, whether that's just knowing you've been on the wrong path, you know God still loves you, but you want to make it right. I just want to pray with you. Just with every eye closed, if that's you, would you just slip up your hand quick so I can see it? Nine of you. You can put your hands down. I want to pray for you nine. I want to pray for every person here that God just blesses you and meets you right where you're at. Jesus, I thank you that you came for me while I was still a sinner, saved by your grace. Oh, come into my heart. Save me. Lead me. Guide me. Uh, forgive me of my sins that I've made. Forgive me of the sins that I will make. And meet me where I'm at today. I choose to follow you. I choose to honor you. Lord, I choose to take that step. Father, in those this morning that say, God, I need to make it right. You know every person in here, every decision. Lord, I know there's many people here this morning that have choices they have to make. But we filter it so that we make those choices that you want us. Let's not cancel them. Let's uncancel them so that we can do what you're asking us to do. Father, we rejoice for what you're doing in our hearts, in our church, in our community. We rejoice for Revive Church today in Forest Lake. We rejoice for David and Britannica in Chicago. God, continue to utilize us. Be, be your arms through us, God. Thank you, Lord. And for every person that says, Hey, I want to get involved. I want to be part of this, what's going on. Lord, would you just bless them for taking that first step of faith. Be with us today. Be with our families. Keep us safe. Protect us. If anyone needs anything from you, Lord, I pray that you just show them you're the answer today. Thank you, God, for loving us. Lead us the rest of this gorgeous day. We pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Hey, can we just give him some praise this morning? Can we just put our hands together for God. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.